Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico with you. We are going to get to Evan Bland in a moment, but first, here, here's something here. This hour of radio is brought to you by Allo. This is the fastest hour in radio brought to you by Allo. I like my cars, delivery drivers, and internet the same. Fast. I'm talking the kind of fast that delivers equal upload and download speeds, buffer-free streaming, and lag-free gaming. I love me some lag-free gaming. Switch to Allo for 500 meg and 1 gigabit speed options, plus free installations all, free installations always. Call Allo today in Lincoln for residential at 402-480-6550 or for business at 402-480-6500 or chat with them online at allofiber.com. All right, let's bring in Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, first of all, Evan, hello. How are you? Hey, guys. Doing well. How's it going? Not too bad. All right. So we were going to talk Husker baseball right out of the gate, but it was just um, announced a couple minutes ago uh, right after we went to commercial break that the Husker football team loses Feldarius Payne and Will Nixon to the transfer portal. Evan, you, you kind of had a story on it that I saw. Um, what, what can you kind of tell us about how this all went down? Well, it's just part of kind of the reality of college football right now where you can go and, and come as you please and with the new rule that you don't have to sit out for a year as we know uh there's a ton of movement across college football i mean we're talking more than a thousand players that have come and gone through the portal just in this cycle alone and so yeah i mean with nebraska they uh, i think this is number 10 and 11 for them that have entered the portal in this off season. of course they've added you know quite a few as well uh double digits uh, coming out of the portal too so it, it i think in the in the macro sense this is just sort of what college football has become in the micro sense with these two particular players um it's a little interesting i would say in the timing of it with spring ball starting on monday and practices getting rolling um you know you think about how active the portal was in december and early january and a lot of that was because these players wanted to be somewhere new by the time spring ball rolled around and so they could enroll and all that. So that's something that Feldarius Payne and Will Nixon won't have the benefit of uh, doing wherever they end up uh, next. But yeah, I mean, Payne was a guy who, in my opinion, was sort of that number three, maybe number four outside linebacker uh, on, on the depth chart. I mean, you look at Caleb Tanner and Garrett Nelson probably as the starters, but I think after that, you know, Payne was a guy that I considered to be in the mix this spring and somebody the coaching staff wanted back. 
badly enough that they welcomed him back after he went into the portal in December for about two weeks. So that, that, I think that's a, probably a bigger loss for Nebraska uh, in terms of what Payne brings defensively. And then Will Nixon was another guy who came in in the 2020 class, and he was part of uh, – sort of that duck R vision that Nebraska had at the time, uh, sort of the mold of Wandale Robinson where he could catch balls as a slot receiver, take the occasional handoff. Um, but, you know, his recruiters primarily were Troy Walters and Ryan Held, and, and neither of those two assistant coaches are still on the staff. And you look how the receiver room has been remade with a lot of bigger-bodied players under Mickey Joseph at that position. So I think – you know, you can kind of see a lot of reasons why maybe Will Nixon would be looking for a better fit elsewhere. But, um, you know, again, I think, again, in the big picture, it's part of the, the cost of doing business in college football. And you wish those guys the best. And that's just part of kind of the fluid nature of roster management right now. We're speaking to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Okay, so spring practice starts Monday, like you said, for, for football. Um, what, going in, what position group are you most interested in or, or curious about? I would have to say the O-line. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Uh, I mean, you're, you're going to need a new center. You'll probably need multiple new interior linemen overall. Uh, obviously a new position coach with Donovan Rayola being that guy. So it's sort of a, a multi-layered um, discussion or, or ongoing thing to watch, I think, is, is one, in the bigger sense, what – what is Rayola teaching that is different from how Greg Austin taught? And I think we've gotten a little bit of uh, feedback on what that is. Maybe Austin's scheme was a little bit more zone blocking where Rayola just wants you to go up and hit the man in front of you and move the guy who's on you. But, you know, how, how does that play out over the course of the spring? Uh, what, you know, maybe maybe that technique, how does that affect some of the returning players? Maybe that's something that would click with them better or more profoundly and, and then again, in the smaller sense, what can this line look like moving forward? I mean, we know Turner Corcoran and Teddy Prohaska are both out this spring with injuries. So what does that mean for some of the other guys, whether that's Kevin Williams, whether that's Hunter Anthony, uh, both the incoming transfers? You know, how big of an impact can they make in the spring? I've always been a big Henry Latusky guy, and this is his um, coming on his third year in the program and, and somebody who I personally think can make a pretty big jump. Uh, maybe as an interior guy too, and um, you can kind of go down the line. But I, I just think it'll be interesting to see what kind of combination that looks like, and then again, what a new voice uh, in terms of a coach, what that can do for some of the existing players as well. So you're talking about the offensive line, the guy who they're you know mostly trying to protect the quarterback. If if I take Casey Thompson out of the mix, which quarterback of these three, Heinrich Harburg, uh, Chubba Purdy, and Logan Smothers, are you going to have your the, the closest eye on? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, and they all have you know different backgrounds, right? I mean, Purdy was was Whipple's handpicked number two behind Thompson. Uh, Smothers has the edge in terms of the guy who's been in the program the longest, and then Harburg, um, you know, maybe is the most committed guy of all, being the in-state kid, second year, really bright guy who was uh, already showing a lot of signs of leadership and things like that. Uh, I think they all sort of have their own interesting storylines in that regard but to me there is sort of this idea that of those guys that you mentioned you know Purdy is the one who the new staff with Mark Whipple chose to go out and land and to land as the number two guy 
in the portal after they had gotten Casey Thompson. So they felt strongly enough about Purdy and what he can do, especially as a guy with four years of eligibility left, uh, to, to go ahead and bring him in and, and, and add him to the mix. So um, I, I, he's interesting to me. Um, Smothers t- is, is one of those guys who this feels like a spring where he needs to assert himself and, and being the son of a coach, I know that that's something he's he's planning to do, but it's a big spring for him too. And then, again, I think Harburg maybe has the most tools of those three. I mean, he's a, he's a big guy, big arm. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. One of the fastest of that group. And so I I guess to answer your question, I can't pick one because they're all so interesting in their own way. But uh, if Casey Thompson is the the odds-on favorite to be the starter, I think the backup job's wide open right now. All right, Evan, we're, we're speaking to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk about what I what I texted you that we were going to talk about before um, all this broke down. Let's talk Husker baseball. Um, they they travel to TCU. You're down in Arlington right now. It's it's being played at Globe Life, right? Yeah. Yep. Globe Life Stadium. Yeah. The billion dollar home of the Texas Rangers. That, that's Is awesome. This your first time there. Yeah, I mean the park opened two years ago, so it's a brand cool. new deal. It's it's cold down here, incidentally. It's a, you know, typically this stadium here is used because it's so hot in Texas, yeah. you know, hundred degree plus, and right now it's uh, going to be used for the other reasons. So yeah, it's cold first time here, and cool cool stage for Nebraska, I think, just to play on anyway. And then the fact that it's TCU and a top twenty five mm-hmm. matchup, I think, really adds sort of an appropriate grandness to what this weekend could be. Okay, yeah, let's talk TCU a little bit because, I mean, Nebraska's coming off of a 1-3 and three weekend against Sam Houston where it's way too early to hit the panic button, obviously, but their offense struggled, and, and they lose a guy in Jake Buns who, for the year, Will Bolt announced earlier this week. I mean, what should Nebraska expect out of TCU? Um, and, then, and then how does Nebraska get over the hump of, of just themselves from last weekend? Well, TCU, I mean they're a national brand. There's no way around that. They've been to the college world series four times in the last decade. They've been a national seed pretty consistently over the last five or six years, uh, regional hosts, all that stuff. So uh, it's a bona fide top 25 team. I think they're 17 depending on what poll you look at, but their staff is interesting. It's, uh, generally unproven at the college level, but really high upside arms, um, you know, one of their, I think their Sunday starter, Brett Walker, is a is an Oregon transfer. So they have some high upside arms. And then offensively, you kind of start reading some of the stuff about this team around here. The, the hesitation before the year was that they might have sort of a top-heavy offense where they've got three or four hitters, and then kind of the rest of the lineup was an unknown. And I think through 
you know, four games for them, that's sort of proven out where they've got a handful of guys off to a good start. But, but I think there are outs to be had, especially the further down in the lineup that you go. So, uh, again, it's, it's a program with a new head coach. Kirk Sarloos was their longtime assistant. Uh, he became the head head coach when when their previous head coach went over to Texas A and M, so it's a program in in some senses that's still settling in, and probably this is the time you want to play them if you're Nebraska, and you know for the Huskers, it's it's just it's another opportunity. I mean, nobody was happy with how they played last weekend offensively, defensively on the mound. I think you know you talk to the coaches and players they would say they were most disappointed defensively with how they played with seven errors eight unearned runs and and the reason for that is because that's the thing that you can control the most like you're going to have games where the offense struggles you're going to have games where as a pitcher maybe you don't have your best command but what they feel like they can control every day is how they are with the glove and and throwing you know making accurate throws and things like that and so i would expect to see a bounce back there the coaches feel like they're going to see a bounce back with the rotation, especially Kyle Perry and Chase Shannon on Friday and Saturday. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. But typically it, it is true that these northern teams, after they've had a weekend to, to get acclimated, to be outside, to get into a rhythm, they do tend to take a step forward. So I would expect Nebraska to be, um, you know, quite a bit better, or at least more solid than they were last week. How big of a okay? Last one before we let you go. Um, how big of a loss is Jake Buns? Now that we know for sure he is done for the year. I mean, it's an experienced arm in that in that bullpen. I mean, how big of a loss is it for Nebraska? And who are some guys that that you kind of expect to step up and and try to fill that void? Yeah, it's a it's it's a big blow. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, you know, you look at what Buns did last year. I mean, nobody on the staff had more appearances than he did. He had twenty. He had an ERA in the low twos, which is obviously valuable. But I think beyond just what he did in getting outs was his versatility. I mean, on those four-game weekends, he was a starter. and He'd give them three or four innings. And if they needed somebody in the seventh or eighth to uh, pitch a high-leverage inning when, it, when a game was on the line, like he came in and for the most part was solid in those roles too. So I think that, that flexibility part, hurt you know he could have potentially been a midweek starter for Nebraska this year he could have continued out of the bullpen and he was durable too I mean up until this point he could you could pitch him two or two times on a weekend and and feel pretty good about it but you know in his absence and and the coaching staff believes this and I've heard this all offseason they feel like they are a deep staff and so the benefit of that one of them at least is that when you do have somebody go down with an injury you have a lot of arms to fill in and, yeah. and to absorb that. And they feel like they have that in guys like um, Ethan Bradford is, is a young guy who they feel good about. Emmett Olson is somebody else. Um, Cody Frank probably fits the buns mold the best in terms of a guy who could be a starter or a reliever. Tyler Martin is somebody else. And so <clears throat> early in the year, a lot of these roles are continuing to be kind of uh, figured out and, and as these games go that's pretty standard in, in college baseball but yeah there's no doubt you feel for Jake personally too I mean he's had Tommy John surgery uh, a couple of years ago and if indeed this is a an injury that requires a similar procedure you know you just feel bad for him having to endure that again but by all accounts he's a, a baseball player he's a guy who will have the ability to come back next year in terms of eligibility and so uh, I don't. I think people would not be surprised to see him come back and contribute next year too. Awesome, Evan. Appreciate the time as always. Enjoy uh, Texas. Hopefully, Nebraska 
uh, shows out. They can win a series against a, a top 25 program in TCU. Appreciate the time, as always. We'll uh, definitely talk to you down the road. Thanks, guys. That is Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Appreciate him uh, going a little a little dual, duo sport there with football and basketball. Once again, if you're just uh, tuning in, Feldarius Payne and Will Nixon have entered the transfer portal. Um, second time this offseason that Feldarius Payne has entered the portal. Uh, decided to return to Nebraska a couple months ago um, and and now has decided to reenter the portal and, and move on. All right, let's uh, let's get to the final time or final segment here. We'll we'll talk um, some Feldarius Payne and, and Will Nixon Husker football, what you know, curious curiosity within positions. We'll do all that and maybe a little more Husker Hoops talk next up on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.